Hey, it's PF. Bad news, no 12-inch single countdown this week. I'm going to try and do it next week. It hopefully won't be as hectic. It's still very hectic around here. So yes, you're going to get an encore presentation of PF Tape Recorder, but it's a good one. It's episode 68 from 2012 with Dana Gould, I believe. Dana's first appearance on the show. We talk about comedy and Planet of the Apes and all kinds of cool stuff. And I think Dana's been on at least one other time besides that, maybe two other times. We also talk about The Simpsons and all the other fun stuff. So it's going to be a great chat. I'm going to play the full episode, and on the other side, we're going to get a brand new song of the week. It'll be from Declan McKenna. Stay tuned for that. In the meantime, enjoy episode 68 of PF's Tape Recorder. Hi, I'm Tim Slagle, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Dana Gould knows a thing or two about Planet of the Apes, and he's discovering more things all the time. What do you need to know? Here's my latest two Planet of the Apes observations. One, if you watch the original film, which is the only one we'll talk about today. We'll hear more from Dana in just a little bit. We have a brand new song from Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings. But first, as always, fake news. Now, fake news with me. Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen has just opened the Living Computer Museum with displays of old machines, all in working order, along with a geeky wish list of items he'd like to add, just in case anybody out there has an old tape drive or supercomputer sitting around. The museum is located in the basement of Microsoft headquarters. Czech archaeologists have unearthed the 4,500-year-old tomb of a pharaonic princess south of Cairo in a finding that suggests other undiscovered tombs may be in the area, an official from Egypt's Antiquity Ministry said this past Saturday. The princess was among the first Egyptian leaders to reject previous burial methods, which she labeled as pyramid schemes. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Amanda Bynes is fighting back. The actress who has been rightly accused of many driving-related problems says she has been wrongly accused of parading around naked in public. Bynes tells Us Weekly that she's suing In Touch Weekly for a story that claimed the actress, 26, surprised customers as she was seen walking around a New York City tanning salon recently wearing nothing. She seemed to have forgotten to put on a robe as she reached for a pair of goggles. I'm suing In Touch for printing a fake story, Bynes told Us on Thursday. I'm not troubled. I don't go naked in public. Unless I've been drinking. Commander Joseph E. Darlick and top officers of the San Diego-based Navy frigate USS Vandergrift have been relieved of duty after a rowdy booze-filled port visit to Vladivostok, Russia. Darlock, the Vandergraft skipper, was removed Friday by Captain John L. Schultz after an investigation due to loss of confidence after demonstrating poor leadership and a failure to ensure the proper conduct of his wardroom officers during the three-day September stop, the Navy said in a statement. And this just in, Amanda Bynes has just enlisted in the U.S. Navy. And that's been Fake News with me. Hey everybody, it's Big Pretty from the Big Pretty Podcast. Check me out on iTunes, Big Pretty Podcast, uh, BigPrettyPod.com. Follow me on Twitter at Big Pretty Pod to keep abreast of the burgeoning starting era of the Big Pretty Podcast. Uh, I'll be talking to comics, I'll be doing junk, so uh, please be sure and check it out. And uh, more importantly, check out my man here, P.F. Wilson. Thanks again. Peace out. Dana Gould is a veteran stand-up comic who has written for such shows as The Simpsons and The Ben Stiller Show. He's also an expert on Planet of the Apes, as we will discover in our interview with Dana Gould.
Okay, joining us on PF Tape Reporter, this is huge. Dana Gould is with us. Dana, how you doing? Hey, man, how's it going? Good. It is going really good. Um, I hardly know where to begin, but I think I'll <laughs> begin with what's in my wheelhouse. How about some Planet of the Apes? What do you need to know? <laughs> there you go. Um, here's what? my latest. Here's my latest two Planet of the Apes observations. All right. One, if you watch the original film, which is the only one we'll talk about today. All right. He's in a space capsule smoking a cigar. <laughs> right out of the gate, sloppy work. Two, if you remember, there's one time where he's talking to um, Nova about the female astronaut that died when they crashed. Yes. And he says, did I tell you about Stuart? <laughs> there was a lovely girl. She was to be the new Eve. <laughs> right. With our hot and eager help, of course. Did she know about that? That's what I'm wondering. I bet she didn't know a damn thing about Operation New Eve. <laughs> that was in the back of the manual somewhere. In the, in the exactly. <laughs> now, if I recall correctly, as you were telling uh, my friend Jackie Cation um, on her show, yes, uh, you actually came to, to Planet of the Apes through the TV series first. Is that correct? or was did you? No, no, that's okay. actually not correct. I first... Um, I came. I was saw the commercial for. Um, uh, I, I saw the original on television for the first time. The original okay. movie on television. But no, I saw the first one. I saw was Escape from the Planet of the Apes. I saw that in 1971 at the drive-in. Wow. I think I must have seen the movie on TV, and then the series came out because my uh, right. friend had all the I figures. I saw two of the movies at the theater, okay. and then I saw the original when it aired on uh, when it aired on um, CBS. So, did you? I still remember <laughs> vividly. It was a seminal experience. Uh, I think I remember seeing it on late night TV uh, on a Saturday night. Um, well, I'm 700 years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not much younger than you, I don't think. I think maybe only a few years because uh, I was seven or eight when it came out. My buddy, like I said, collected all the figures for uh -huh. it. I had no such, you know, uh, my parents weren't trying to buy my love, so I, I had no such luck. <laughs> Mine were. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and uh, then I remember in high school they had Ape Week on Channel 43 in Cleveland. They yes, ran all I do five. That. I remember Ape Week was pretty. And by the time you got through to uh, Battle Four, it, it was you were really. You're yeah, really you're really you're stretch. It, it's yeah. all a stretch. It is, and then it's what's all a stretch? What's the fifth one? Beneath. Wait, it's uh, Planet of the it's Apes. Then Beneath. Beneath is the second one. Escape is the third, right? Yes. Battle Four. Yes. No, it goes planet, beneath, <laughs> escape, conquest. Conquest. And then battle. Okay, and all right, I always forget uh, conquest. Wow, and I have, yeah. the, I have the box. Conquest was, well, basically, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which came out last summer, is sort of a remake of Conquest. Okay. What this do you is think? not a hilarious interview. <laughs> no, but it's if you're into the Planet of the Apes and the, and the nerdism of the 70s, man, this is spot on. Um <laughs> What uh, what do you make of the new uh, Planet of the Apes movies? I haven't seen I any of them. I thought it was great. Oh, okay. You know, the Tim Burton one was such a terrible movie. It just was so, so hard. You know, it's like, it's like you, it was so disappointing. It was like you go to pick up your prom date and you realize you're actually taking her grandmother. <laughs> 
Um, now, the interesting thing folks might not know, uh, of course, is the fact that, uh, and that this is still the case, that you you live in the home. I do. Oh, you still do. All right. Um, I, live, I, I own the most expensive piece of planet of each memorabilia. <laughs> I own Roddy McDowell's house. Uh, and, and how long we do you call it? Casa Cornelius, as we call it. Okay. Uh, how long did he live there? We've been there since 2002. We've been there a while. And, and how long did he have the house? No ghosts. No ghosts? No, he, no, no, and he lived there in the 80s and 90s, so he didn't okay. live there during. He uh, lived in New York when he was making a movie. Ah, uh, okay, all right. I've learned I've learned a lot about him over the years. Yeah, I would I'd imagine so. Well, didn't he? Did he came back to your house for a party or something? Didn't he? Is that do I? Oh, no, he passed. He actually passed away in the house. Oh, okay. He passed away. I sleep. <laughs> so creepy, and I don't mean to be creepy. <laughs> I go to sleep every night in the room Roddy McDowell died in. Wow. But there's he wherever he is, he's very happy because there's yes. no ghosts. Yes, that's what my my uh, family thinks that we have ghosts in our house. I'm like, I don't believe in that, but it's impossible if I if I yeah. understand ghost mythology. Yeah, never see you know, we never wake up and find like uh, just empty banana peels <laughs> in the bathroom floor. Or uh, or oh gosh, I don't know what else. Um, <laughs> I remember there was a TV episode where they made the uh, paper airplanes and like that. That's right. That's or was that in the movie? <laughs> that's in the original movie, I think. That, yeah, it was in the original movie. That's it really right. blew their mind. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Paper. Child's toy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really think it was that big of a stretch. No. Exactly. <laughs> I think so either. Um, <laughs> and so now, funny. Another thing I thought was I thought for that, that I was interested to find out is that um, on The Simpsons you did not write the Planet of the Apes musical, which I thought had been right in your wheelhouse. Well, that's a, that's a muddled story because I actually wrote the. Planet of the Apes, the musical, for the Ben Stiller show. Oh, okay. And then the Ben Stiller show got canceled before we got a chance to do it, and then the idea went to The Simpsons oh, okay. with my permission. Oh, okay. So I, I am I am partially responsible, and oh. I didn't write it. And I and and uh, the people who did write it is an amazing job. Oh yes, yes. Uh, but you can see me on uh, on uh, on YouTube uh, doing Mark Twain's uh, uh, Mark Twain tonight as Doctor Zayas on YouTube. <laughs> well, okay, well, okay, we'll definitely have to link to that. That's in full, uh, and that was the other part of the Ben Stiller show sketch that never got shot. Uh, uh, the first act was Planet of the Apes musical, and then it was Mark Twain. Dr. Zayas does Mark Twain tonight, and John Hodgman and I actually went ahead oh. and did Dr. Zayas doing Mark Twain tonight at Sketchfest uh, <laughs> last year. So I had KNBFX, which does The Walking Dead and yeah. all that stuff. Um, my friend who works there did a full Zayas makeup uh, in a Mark Twain suit, and we did it, and it was phenomenal. Oh, man, i got to check that out. Yeah. If you just Google Dana Gould, Dr. Zayas, she'll... You'll get there. Cool. So I promise you, you'll get there. Fans of both the 19th century humorist and Planet of the Apes. Exactly. Yeah. People who want to exterminate the pestilence known as man and be a steamboat captain. <laughs> well, here's uh, something interesting for you. When I was in college, uh, we had in my modern literature class, we had to read, and I can't remember what the book was, but it was some book where uh, the world was... Um, it, instead of being dominated by men, it was dominated by women. So you know, women went out and worked and everything. There's a and, lot of that stuff online now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and so I I had to write That's a paper on it. Yes, I know the book. <laughs> I uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> fortunately, it wasn't that good. Um, 
the, the men wore curls in their beards, and you know, it was it it, it it was pretty lame. I don't mean to knock the idea because we probably would be mm-hmm. better off if women ran things because we wouldn't have any wars and crap like that. that was probably. A, yeah, that was also but, a terrible uh, first season episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh, I don't remember that one. I have the whole yeah. collection. I'll have to go back and look at that one too. But yeah, I wrote the paper. I wrote season. the paper. I wrote compared the book sort of to Planet of the Apes in the terms that it was a world turned upside down, and and uh, uh-huh. my professor didn't dig that. <laughs> didn't dig that <laughs> analogy. <laughs> no, that novel is much more um, uh, compared uh, positively to uh, Gulliver's Travels. Oh yeah, the the novel is completely different, really. Yeah. When you right. yeah, a lot of folks probably don't know. Um, so what are you doing new these days? I know you were going to be in Minneapolis a couple months ago, and then that got scuttled because uh, yes, you had, I had to move it. Um, uh, there's a lot going on. I am, uh, in addition to being at Acme Comedy on November, uh, I believe it's 7th, 8th, 9th? 8th, 9th, and 10th? I should know it. Yep. Second week in November. <laughs> <laughs> Please come out. Uh, I'm also, uh, I'm, uh, playing, uh, I'm, uh, I'm in a new series that's coming out on TNT called L.A. Noir. Ooh. which is a uh, 1940s detective show directed and created by Frank Darabont, who created uh, The Walking Dead. And uh, I also am working on a pilot with Dave Grohl at FX. So I'm actually very busy right now. But uh, And most importantly to me, you know, I still uh, am really thrilled about coming to Minneapolis and I'm getting ready to record my new special. Wow. So, busy um, man. So is the... Yeah, so, is... All the so basically people who come to... Uh, um, Acme will get a good dry run of uh, the new show. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah. It's L.A. Noir. Is, it, is that uh, kind of is there humor in it? Is it like one of the, a serious show with some humor? No, to it's it a straight, straight, straight out, straight out drama. Oh, okay, cool. And the one with Dave Grohl, uh, Foo Fighter Dave Grohl, or is this a different Dave Grohl? Foo, Foo Fighter Dave Grohl. Yes. Oh wow! Well, what, yeah. What's that going to be about? Uh, that is uh, based loosely on a, an idea that I've had for a while about um, a band that goes into couples counseling. Oh wow! Because, you know, <laughs> when you're married, yeah, you know you're you date and you know each other for years. And bands, you just meet through an ad in the newspaper. And uh, I just thought it was interesting to, uh, you know, it's like, and then you're stuck. And uh, it's an interesting idea of like, well, what happens when you go into counseling? People that aren't really aren't really used to being emotional and open, uh, having to do so. Uh, I thought it was a good idea for a show. It's hmm. also it was influenced by um, it was influenced by watching Let It Be, the Beatles movie, and wondering like if they just had one guy in the room that called them on their crap, it would have <laughs> been such a different story. Yeah, and uh, and also Brian Wilson, uh, uh, who famously yeah. lived with the psychiatrist. So. Yes, yes. What yeah. we talk about dysfunction in a family. <laughs> yeah, that family. Oh my gosh! I, I compare I, the Wilson family to the Manson family. They're they're my. Think, and they and they cross paths. Yeah, they cross paths too. So exactly, they do through de- through uh, through Dennis. Very good. Yes. Um. Well, the, my favorite band of all time, and uh, all covered on my podcast. Love them from the love all the dysfunction. Couldn't even make it through the 50th anniversary tour before uh, Mike yeah. went nuts and took Bruce with so him. And, uh, isn't that great? <laughs> it's so the, fantastic. It's the best I thing ever. Can't get enough. I just wish Mari was alive. I know. And the saddest thing was, did you happen to see him on this tour? No, I didn't, and I really wanted oh to. And God, I have a friend who's very close with them, and he was like, "Don't do it." <laughs> oh, really? Oh, it was so good. We we saw them last year, just the Brian and Bruce Johnson, and and you know whoever we could get yeah. to come on the tour version, and it, it was okay. But they looked, yeah. they kind of looked, the kind of in comparison, they looked kind of decrepit. Mike Love joked about his age, and he he really he really showed it. But for some reason, when we saw them all together here in Cincinnati, 
outdoors. They had like all this energy, and you would you didn't think Mike Love was the same guy. It's like he was like you know twenty years younger. He's moving all over the stage, and you know. Even Brian didn't look in that bad shape. It was really, I mean, their backing musicians helped them a lot, especially with the vocals and stuff, but I mean, everybody did a great job, and you could tell they liked being together, at least at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what can you do? What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, another good source for you, and I don't, Dave Grohl might know these people, sort of, is a, a band my daughter listens to, same thing, they... Uh, I read this article about them where the they changed lead singers and there was you know the the band all kind of they were like what we call a record company band. You ever heard of that expression? Where yeah, that was around. Um, yeah. Like sail on sailor and all that. Yeah, um, this group's called Mice and Men, and uh, they kind of have gone through some similar similar tribulations where the they didn't get along very well. Now they claim to get along great, but yeah, that sounds like they'd be ripe for the, the couples therapy thing. So is it just going to follow one group, or is it going to follow the the it follows one group. It follows okay. one group that's sort of fallen apart. Okay. And they, uh, and they, um, uh, you know, they learn how to. It's basically people learning how to grow up uh, who don't, who are not, whose job does not require they to be. You know, it's like people who have to be adults when they're twenty, you know, twenty six and twenty seven. They finally have to be adults. It's like uh, they, they say at the end of Spinal Tap. It's you can think they're the you're the preserved moose. You go to the national park and you know you're. Youth is like a preserve moose on stage. That's um, right. Yeah, that, that sounds like a fantastic idea for a show. When is that going to get rolling? Well, uh, we're writing it now, and it's for FX, and uh, I hope to hope to get it going next uh, next year. You know, I'm 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 hoping to play the psychiatrist, but uh, I'm also uh, a 1940s detective now. Oh yeah, I've got to work on both. Yeah, man, I don't know how you choose between those two. Those both sound so cool. Uh, it's, it's a toughie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what are you talking about? Elaine on... Noir for me is a lot less work. <laughs> yeah. What, do you have an interest in that kind of period? Because I've always been like a, a 60s oh, guy. Completely, yeah. Uh, I'm totally enjoying this Vegas show it. a lot. Cause I, yeah, this... I'm a James Elroy freak and all that stuff. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So this is, this is, uh, things are really right coming. my wheelhouse, yeah. Yeah, it's really coming together for you. You throw some yeah. apes in there somewhere and you're, you're good to go. <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah, I mean, apart from doing apart from doing the the musical and everything like that, like you did it as a laugh. I mean, could you do something in the Planet of the Apes vein if they made another movie, or are you just too close well, to the huddle? Well, they are another movie, and I would love to have the smallest part in it. I would. Oh, okay. It would it would make my uh, it would make my life complete, and don't think I'm not going to try to make that happen. We got to get a Facebook page going for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're writing the uh, sequel now to Rise. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I heard that last one was a lot better because um, they used special effects, but they didn't look like special. Didn't look like a computer actually did it. It's, I guess it's come it to a level great. now. Where, did okay. you see it? No, I, I need. My wife isn't into apes movies, so I got to see it on yeah. my own. Or so you know that. Yeah. Goes. No, it's worth seeing. It's okay. it's terrific. I highly recommend it. All right. Um, well, what are you talking about on stage these days? What kind of things are you know? I know you're kind of that everyman kind of persona where. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm putting together the new uh, the new album, and lately I've been uh, sort of working a lot. You know, I don't really delve too deeply into. Um, uh, I, I, this show is called "I Know It's Wrong," and it's basically talking about uh, sort of an attack on uh, on uh, on political correctness and okay, you know, doing things doing things that you know are wrong, but you can't help it. And huh. even though you you do it, even though you know it isn't right, um, human nature and, and that okay. sort of thing. Okay. Okay. So, like, uh, what sorts of things? Do you have like an example? Like, uh, yeah, you caught me off. Uh, let me uh, give me a second to think, because I'm, I'm 
not in my performing head right now. Oh yeah, well you know, and, uh, a, a great example. I um, I have a big long piece about um, about the beginning of the Ku Klux Klan and why okay. why did they choose to dress as ghosts? What, <laughs> what was the origin behind that? <laughs> pretty did anybody want to be a Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> why ghosts? Did they have a contest to submit uh, costumes and exactly and, yeah or names? Lot, yeah. And their whole concept is off. You know, their weapon of choice is a flaming torch, and their uniform is just flowing billowy fabric. Who's who's thinking? <laughs> Someone's not thinking. Didn't know a lot about marketing back then, I guess. Not a lot about marketing. No. Yeah. And uh, and my obsession with uh, storage wars is a big big part of it. Oh yeah, I've seen a couple of those. That's uh, yeah, that's interesting stuff. Although more of the uh, the home building. Well, I'm just waiting for them to send a one full of quartz. Sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I like more of the home building kind of shows, though, where the like the, the big Canadian dude that comes in and fixes everything and then just complains about exactly. the previous contractor. What kind of person would do this? <laughs> the other day, I uh, yeah, I had a dentist once look at a uh, at a filling I had and said, "The guy who did this should be in jail." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, and what's the name of your podcast? The the name escapes me. It's uh, the Dana Gould Hour. That's right, and you just yeah. you started what about a year ago, I guess, or I started was about a year ago. Yeah. Okay, cool. And what's uh, what's your podcast like? Um, it's the world's most complicated podcast. I take uh, two interviews, two hour to ninety minute interviews with two different people on the same subject, and I cut them uh -huh. up into segments, and then I mix them so that two conversations sort of flow in and out of each other, and then I put music underneath it, and then there are pre-existing bits that I also put in. I can only get out about one or two a month because yeah. it's sort of like the podcast equivalent of This American Life. Man, it's, uh, that sounds like very labor-intensive. It's all I can do to it's get this thing out. It's very labor-intensive, but worth it. Our new episode, Halloweenery, just went up. Okay. And well worth a listen. Cool. Go to danicool.com and check it out. We, we will link to that uh, for sure. So um, if, if I'm guessing correctly, what with your, uh, your TV shows coming up, uh, this will be kind of, uh, kind of a rare appearance for you in Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, I'd like to come. I'd like to come at least once a year, and uh, you know, getting ready to do the new special. So I'm very, very excited to come to Acme. It's one of my favorite clubs. I'm working with Frank Conniff, who's an old Minneapolis. TV's Frank. I love him. He's TV's a... Frank will be with me. Awesome. And uh, bringing wow. him in special from New York, and uh, I'm really oh, looking forward to it. I am jealous because I'm in Cincinnati actually, so I will have no chance to see this show. Oh well. Yeah. Wow. TV's Good drive. TV's Frank is on Jimmy Dore's uh, podcast a lot. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a funny guy. Man, what a great joke writer. You could drive to Minneapolis if you really want to. Boy, you know, I almost did. They asked me to judge a comedy competition up there. And I almost went, but it was over Labor Day weekend, and uh, the flights were hideously expensive, and it was just too long a drive from Cincinnati. Yeah. But, but, boy, folks in Minneapolis, they better go see the show. I'll be, I'll be mad at them if they don't. Please do. <laughs> all right. Please well, come. All right. Well, uh, good luck to you. I can't wait to see uh, Ellie Noir and, uh, and, of course, the show with the, the, the band. It's gonna be, what's that going to be yeah. called? It'll be good. Fingers crossed. Okay, cool. Uh, what's, okay. The, what, what's the name of that show? To look, so we're going to look for it? Discord. D-I-C-H-O-R-D. -I -I oh, man, how clever is that? Cool. All right. Well, we'll uh, be looking for that to TiVo and DVR and all that other fun stuff so we don't miss it. And uh, uh, have a good time up in Minneapolis. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Dana. Yeah.
Thanks again to Dana Gould for being on the podcast. Uh, quite a trooper he was. There was a storm in Southern California the week we did the interview, and there was wind damage to his neighborhood, and he had no power. Had to go to his friend's office to do the interview, and we really appreciate him taking the time. And uh, we may start a Facebook page to get him a cameo in the new Planet of the Apes movie. Stay tuned to our Facebook page for that. In the meantime, we have some brand new music from our old friends Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings. This is part of the new album they're recording down there in Austin, Texas. They expect that to be out in the spring of 2013. Meanwhile, we have a brand new song. It's called Strawberry Smile on PF's Tape Recorder.
Strawberry Smile, Andy Hawk, and the Trainwreck Endings. You can find all things Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings at andyhawk.com. Simple as that. Thanks again to Dana Gould for being on the podcast. I want to make sure I get all the other business out of the way here as well. Uh, Let me see. Dana Gould is going to be in Minneapolis November 8th through the 10th at the Acme and in Vancouver, B.C. at Comedy Mix December 6th through 8th. If you're in the Cincinnati area on Monday, November 5th, I know that uh, this podcast is going to drop right around that date, but Jeff Tate, Josh Need, and Drew Hastings are doing a show to benefit Trumpet Behavioral Health, and that'll be at the MVP Sports Bar in Silverton, Ohio. All the information, of course, is on our Podbean page. is pfradio.podbean.com. And a friend of the podcast, Tim Slagle, is also at the Acme Comedy Club. He's there on November 6th. That is the election day this Tuesday. He'll be there as part of the News Talk 1130 team there in Minneapolis. He'll be commenting on the election returns and making all kinds of jokes about President Obama. Uh, so I'm sure we'll have plenty of them to make. Uh, let me see. The Dana Gould Podcast is the Dana Gould Hour. And again, we have a link to that at our uh, on our Podbean page. And you can just find that at danagould.com. There's a link to it there. If you're hankering for a dumb bit, we have a SoundCloud page. Link to that also on the Podbean page. Follow uh, me on Twitter at PF66. Follow the podcast on Facebook. You see PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Koble. Uh, the music was performed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Composed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Uh, I believe that is all of the business we have at hand for this week, other than to say so long and thanks for listening. There's episode 68 of PF's Tape Recorder with Dana Gould, our song of the week here. I got so much stuff to get to, so I'm just going to lay it on you right here, guys. Declan McKenna, My House. I thought this was on Zeros, his album that came out in 2020. It is not. It is from a forthcoming album, and I don't even know how I got a hold of this. I know uh, Lizzie's been all over the Declan McKenna bandwagon, or back on it, I should say. She was, still is heavily into K-pop, and all of a sudden just went back and rediscovered Zeros. Uh, been a Declan fan for a long time, got all K-poppy, came back to Declan, now it's all about the Declan, and I'm sure that'll be reflected in the uh, top six episode that's coming either Christmas week or New Year's week, haven't decided, but both girls are working on their top six. I think I've got my top six in pretty good shape. Uh, the wife has picked out the playout song for the top six, so uh, yeah, she's kind of deciding between two songs, so we're, we'll, we'll see how that goes. In the meantime, this is Declan McKenna, My House on PF Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. My House is so far from your one, hon Not that
spend my paper currency on The big man said city life Get you in the city for good Ain't allowed to step foot out of my neighborhood Such a lovely building Microwave